My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast, where it's our mission to help you make tech decisions for your organization. Uh, this is the third episode I've done from my basement, where I'm working from a little desk in a cramped area down there in the basement. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are in the same boat as you're trying to do your job in less than ideal working conditions in your home. Uh, I, for one, am easily distracted by background noise, especially my barking dogs trying to kill the mailman and my wife's headphoneless uh, video calls, which are going on upstairs as we speak. Uh, today's guest is Eric Kraft, the general manager and program chair for Enterprise Connect, the B2B enterprise technology and collaboration conference and exhibit that was originally scheduled for the end of March. But like most other events and trade shows this spring, it was canceled because of government restrictions around large gatherings due to the coronavirus pandemic. Instead of Orlando, the event will now be held in San Francisco in early August. However, Enterprise Connect was quick to pivot to an online-only event that featured virtual keynotes and sessions that are now available online. These webinars featured tech executives from industry leaders like Slack, Avaya, and Cisco speaking from their home offices. Kraft says that with remote work and conferencing experts already in the loop, setting up their virtual event was actually nearly seamless. We talk about how this model could pave the way for future tech events and change how content is delivered to the audience. Before we get to the interview, here's a quick reminder that My Tech Assistance podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to get the latest news and information on workplace technology like IT, audiovisual systems, collaboration solutions, cybersecurity, and more. If you have an interesting idea for an episode, reach out to me at zachary.como at emeraldx.com or follow me on Twitter at ZWcomo. Now, here's Eric Kraft. So, Eric, yeah, what steps went into um, the virtual part of Enterprise Connect? It was um, March 10th when we decided to postpone the event uh, that was supposed to be here the last week uh, in March. And as soon as we did that, um, we, we knew it was important to still do something at the end of the month and connect with our audience. Uh, so we reached out. We're part of a, a very large uh, global events company called Informa. Uh, and that we have a group within our, our company, kind of a central services group, uh, that project manages all of the webinars and virtual events and stuff like that that happens across uh, the company. So we reached out to them right away and, and they're a terrific uh, organization. And as you can imagine, it turned out we were one of the early ones, but eventually a whole bunch of shows within this big company were reaching out to them. Uh, so they just uh, really did a phenomenal job. They, they um, put us together with the uh, platform that we use for our kind of weekly or bi-weekly uh, webinars that we have as a regular product. Um, and we, we worked through, at first we, you know, we, you, you sort of start something like this, very ambitious and you kind of scale your back, your ambitions to what you can accomplish right. and what you can do. And so we went from kind of wanting to do a sort of richer, uh, environment and experience to, 
you know, let's just get a, a bunch of webinars out there. And that was kind of where we ended up. We went out to nine of our speakers uh, who had most of whom had already turned in presentations uh, for the Physical Enterprise Connect mm. uh, and asked them if they'd be willing to participate in this um, and also went back to all of the companies that had keynote presentations scheduled uh, and basically tried to put it together from there. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it probably wasn't that difficult to sell this to everyone since they're all remote work experts. Well, absolutely. It's been one of the really, it's been one of the interesting things is this, you know, we're on Zoom. Zoom is the hot company. And of course they were, they were, they were going to be one of our keynoters and they're a company that everybody in our audience is very, was very interested in already. And now even more so. Right. Um, So has Enterprise Connect ever had um, other online only features in the past? We, we haven't done online only. We, every year we do stream all of the general sessions and keynotes live mm-hmm. over the web. Uh, so people who, who aren't, aren't there have always been able to see some of our content. Okay, we've, yeah. we've never, we've, we've had, and we've had virtual only, we've done virtual events and such. And we've, we've tended, you know, almost kind of dogmatically to not want to blend the two, though I think that's right. going to change. Right. Pretty much answered that, but yeah, is this thing to come for the event um, in the future and uh, other events in the tech industry also? I, you know, I think so. And, and we, we've talked about this amongst our, our larger management team uh, and especially, you know, over the next year or so, I think, you know, uh, the expectation is that we may not have a vaccine for the coronavirus mm-hmm. for, for a little while yet. Uh, and so that even if, even if the steps that have been taken to kind of control the spread have proven effective and, and we're all feeling good about things in a, a couple of months or better, um, you know, it, it's it, it, people, there'll still be some reluctance to travel and people who really would love to uh, attend a live event still may not be able to, or they may still, you know, if the economy takes a bad hit, they may still be under travel restrictions. So, mm-hmm. you know, it what what rises to the to the top is most importantly you want to sort of keep the community together and keep everybody feeling like we're all connected to each other and it used to be you could sort of count on your event doing that regularly but that's we may be a little ways away from that still right so i know all this uh keynotes and um, session speakers are experts on this technology so you know they probably could figure it out pretty quickly but you know did they um, you know, did you guys have to uh, make sure everyone everyone was set up with the right solutions and uh, you know the right devices and technology? For for our for our crowd, they I think they really were pretty well set up. The yeah. the big challenge we always have is that in a way, you know, because we are part of the industry, um, if you're dealing with vendors in the space you know, this, they've all got webinar solutions or they've all got remote work yeah. solutions. So it's kind of like probably you experience when you do a briefing with one of these guys, it's always got to be on their platform. Yeah, so, yep. so there's this, the folks we deal with who are neutral, they've got everybody's software, they've worked with it mm. all. So they're, they're cool. But the, the folks who, who are, re, you know, who make these products, they're a little more restricted in what they want to do. Right. Uh, side note, I have um, an interview coming up in uh, later today about uh, these uh, security issues with Zoom, but uh, the, the person I'm speaking to wanted to do it on Google Hangouts. 
but I don't believe you can record on Google Hangouts. So I said, why don't we just do it on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you'd think if they're if they're going to tell you about Zoom, what they perceive as Zoom security problems, that being on Zoom might be a good way to demonstrate that to you. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for me, I need to record, so I need to use Zoom. Yeah. Which is a little funny. Yeah. Shouldn't tech events like Enterprise Connect and others, you know, I know you guys do a good job of putting everything online, but shouldn't they just inherently be or have that wherewithal and, and knowledge to, to put everything you know, well, you in know, a virtual setting? Well, you know, I mean, the, the events people, which, which we are, you know, the, the, the fear, the, the perception was always, you don't want to cannibalize your yeah. live event. You don't want to put stuff online because then people don't want to come. I mean, one of the things that just keeps get, getting reinforced year after year, and I think we'll get reinforced again when hopefully this whole pandemic thing has has been subdued, is that the content, you know, we think we, we present great content and you have a unique opportunity to sort of come up and talk to the speaker afterwards. But live events, you know, we don't think are going to go away ever because the the thing that people really love is just the opportunity to spend three days with their peers and mm. just be able to have random conversations with people they'd never have the opportunity to to you know have to meet up with even online it's hard to kind of have that kind of serendipity so you know i think i think there's more space and and our thinking about this is changing that that you can still you you're not you're not threatening your live event by doing more online and partnering the two more and i think that's a direction we'll probably look to um yes to san francisco i've never been to california um so i'm excited to uh a uh leave my house but also go to a part of the country <laughs> i've been before well um, it was, yeah it's we're all we're all getting a little antsy here yeah my, my place yeah that, that was a, that was a quick turnaround from when you guys postponed to when you you had it rescheduled well, we were very fortunate, and again, it 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 came from from being part of this bigger company. So we're going to be at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, and it so happened that another one of the companies in our group, in our corporate group, the Game mm-hmm. Developer Conference or GDC, oh, sure. um, they uh, they were scheduled to happen two weeks before us in March. So they faced this decision, you know, two to three weeks before we did. And at a time when it was an even scarier decision to make, and they they made you know rightly made the decision to postpone, but they they're what they're planning to do was a scaled down version of what they usually do. So there was some space at Moscone uh, that was open, and so you know we jumped at it because number one, you know it's kind of nice just to have a change of scenery every now and then. Um, number two, it's you know we're really interested to see what this brings because so much of of our industry now is in san francisco it's in silicon mm. valley in the bay area um and so you know we're we're expecting to to see a really interesting crowd as well as the fact you know we uh, we draw a lot of our audience at the orlando show from from the business community within florida and it's you know companies you know mid-sized companies that don't have the budget right. to cross the country they can get to a Florida show. So we're, you know, we're hoping and expecting for the same effect. California is obviously a huge economy. Yeah, of course. There's tons of everything, you know, everything that you, you hospitals, uh, colleges, the kind of, the, the kind of folks that maybe can't make that long trip and take the time away, but can make it for a day or two to come to the expo and drop in on some sessions. So do you think it might stay out West? 
we uh, we don't have plans to do that right now. We're, yeah. We will be in Orlando March 22nd through 25th of 2021. Okay. Um, we and and we have plans to be there beyond that. Um, the Gaylord Palms, which is our home in Florida, is is doing an expansion now. So mm. um, hopefully, you know, it'll, there'll be more space there. Um, but it's you know, we're we're really hoping that this will give us some some information and insight into should, you know, are there things we could be doing on the West coast in addition to the, to that show to take advantage of, of the opportunity. We, right. we used, we did a, a version of enterprise connect. I think it was back when we were called VoiceCon. Um, back during the kind of mid two thousands, we did a, a VoiceCon Orlando and a VoiceCon San Francisco. Um, uh, but at that time, uh, you know, still a lot of this industry was was located back in either, you know, Avaya was headquartered in New Jersey at that time. And the company, you know, Zoom didn't exist. Cisco yeah. had just gotten into the industry. So a lot of those Silicon Valley companies and the startups we've seen since then just weren't around. So San Francisco was a different place for our industry at that time. So I want to go back to something you said about um, all of the, the companies that, that were giving um, speeches wanted to use their own platform so so were they allowed to use their own platform or did they did you guys just find some uniformity around around one for for this one they were you know they every, I, and uh, you know every they all get it that that you realistically if you're trying to present a virtual event for a mass audience you can't be sending those people to five different platforms right. uh and they were very good about it what what they ended up doing we had keynotes from avaya cisco and slack and they all they all did pre-recorded keynotes, so they sent us an MP4 that was uploaded into the um, On24 system. On24 is the webinar platform that I think a lot of media companies used in its use. And I think as for as much as a lot of these guys like Zoom and and uh, I think Cisco WebEx have a a webinar platform. On24, I think, is the closest thing to what people would accept as kind of a vendor neutral or a, they, the On24 kind of doesn't compete as much against these guys in any other area. That's basically what On24 does is sort of webinars. So uh, everybody can kind of agree to come together on that platform. Right. Um, have you been able to see uh, numbers from the, from the online only webinars and, and how many people watch those? They've, they've, yeah, the numbers have been really good. We, we've, we got about um, 2,600 people all together. Oh, wow. um, unique people. <laughs> They're all unique, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we range from the sessions range from about 800 uh, signed up to about 1200. Um, and we typically were getting a, a much higher percentage of the registrants actually attending the webinar which the, the on 24 folks tell us across, not just our industry, but all industry, you know, people are just, people are looking for something to do or something to distract them or have right. just have a few extra minutes yeah. each day to, to, <laughs> yeah. to go to a webinar. So webinars in general are, you know, people are using them a bit more in this environment. Mm. Did you feel any added pressure to add this online content given the huge demand right now for this kind of technology? I, you know, I, I think what, what we feel pressure is to, to keep that up and to, to, to realize that, that the, the world probably really is changing in, in terms of, in part from the obvious ways, yeah. in terms of remote work and that we're probably going to see it never go back to as much, you know, mm -hmm. on-site work as there used to be. Um, and so 
so that that changes it, you know everything about these companies and about what we cover and and I think that the pressure is on us to to now to sort of keep serving that audience with the right kind of information that tracks how their thinking is changing. Great. Any any tips for our listeners and readers to stay busy and not go insane? <laughs> um, there's a lot of great movies on Netflix. That's that's yeah. been our main thing. Um, uh, in terms of, in terms of work, I, you know, there is, there is kind of some stuff out there. One of the things I, you know, I'm kind of the, the leader for our group and it, it really, there was a point, it was made in one of our sessions this week by a guy named Phil Edholm, who was one of the top executives at Nortel when they went bankrupt in 2009, you know, big telecom company out of Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they, you know, he, out of 102 workers, he said 101 uh, were located remote from him. And so he, what he said, you know, there's this, this axiom from management training of like management by walking around. In other words, if you're in an office, just kind of walk around, chat with people, you know, be visible, let them know they can come up to you and talk to you. And he's, he's like, you have to find a way to do that virtually. And you have to find a way right. to management by calling around just, just, you know, and it, and I think it's easier now. Cause like when you have, I am, you can, you know, you can just drop somebody. It's not like you're calling them out of the blue and it's like, uh, yeah, why are you calling right. me? It's more yeah. just like, Hey, how you doing? It can be <laughs> a little sure. more informal. Um, so I think yeah. that's a really, uh, it's a thing I've been trying to do is just, just drop in on people and just say, Hey, you know, what's new and you need yeah. anything. Yeah. My teammates and I have been using uh, teams to really just, you know, water cooler talk totally, and just, just checking in and trying to have some sense of uh, normalcy. You know, like my, my team's conversations are pretty much people that I worked around in the office, you know, in my, my little cubicle block. Right. Right. You know, I'm trying to just feel like everything's normal, even though yeah. it's really not. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, it's, and people are in different places in their lives. It's true, obviously, when they're working on site too, but it's like, you know, there's, there's some people in my group who have many children and, and, you know, they're, they're on duty, you know, just trying to take care of all these kids who are home all of a sudden, you know, there's others who, you know, they're, they're, they've either got some, you know, elder care responsibilities or things where it's kind of nice for them to get a diversion or to, you know, they, they sort of welcome the chance to do a little more of that interaction with work people. Whereas the others, if they're not working, they need to be taking care of whatever else. Um, and so it's, it's just, it, you can, there's, there's some situations where you actually kind of expand that relation, that work relationship and others where you kind of back off. Right. Um, Corey, Eric, uh, anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. You know, we, we appreciate you guys doing it. I think, you know, um, again, it's, it's, uh, I think we're, we're really cognizant that, you know, if this is not this, the, the goal, our goal isn't to like rush back to business as usual. It's like yeah. to just understand that, that some things may not go back to normal and us, we need to try to figure out what that means. Well, I'm sure um, a lot of people are happy that you guys are able to provide that that online content because people are just finding out about a lot of these these uh, programs and apps and, and platforms, and um, it's you know it really is changing the way we work right now. For sure. Right, Eric. Thanks very much. All right. Thank you, Zach. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com 
or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. Until next time.